Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dressing gown on. Microphone plugged in. Jamie in Croston. Check. Even though it's Eccleston. Um, Jack in Lancaster. Check. Mel in Kansas. Check. It must be time for the box set pod. Welcome. Thank you. That's a new beginning there. What do you think, guys? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Snazzy. I think we'll keep that now then. Um, welcome this evening. That, that response is what you were looking for from that new opening? Any kind of audio reaction is, uh, is always a positive. Now, uh, tonight we're going to talk about the box set The Keepers, which is a new series on Netflix. Um and, uh, and it's a rather serious subject, um, but we, we, we'll get to that. Let's first of all have a summary catch-up. We've just been chatting to Jack off-air about his life, relationships, and painting his wall. <laughs> he, uh, he's painted three walls out of four and now can't be asked. continuing finishing it off. Not planning on being an entrepreneur then, Jack, are you? <laughs> um, well, I would, I would actually like to own my own hostel one day, but the way things are going... Um, that's looking a long, long way off right now. Is that an ambition of yours, is... to own your own oh, hostel? I would absolutely love to own my own hostel, yeah. And a oh. nice, warm European country. Nice little hostel, little bar area. Love it. Jack, you can't even paint oh. four walls without giving up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll hire someone in. To... Well, the other thing that I've found as well is um, I didn't put any you know you're supposed to put sheets down on the carpets when you're painting mm-hmm. i've not i've not done any of that what an idiot my whole room yeah <laughs> this is a so your carpet's now white as well basically yeah yeah uh-huh. good lord if there weren't enough stains in that room already and, <laughs> and mel in kansas we, you might be able to hear birds singing in the background mel has had her window open and a, a train might go past a lot like if you've been to disney world main street usa that's how i imagine <laughs> it in my mind yes the birds are sitting on the window windowsill waiting for me to invite them in to clean the house. That's right. And the ice cream just seller. Just like Cinderella. Yeah, the ice cream seller is waving at you outside just just, just next to the hat shop. <coughs> well, good morning there, Mel. No, what, what you'd call you Mel- Melissa, wouldn't he? Probably. He would probably be proper. Or, or no, Miss, 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 Miss Melissa. Miss Melissa. Good morning, Miss Melissa. Can I, can I get you a chocolate chip cookie? Okay, Jamie's in Eccleston. All right, weird look, forget it. Weird. Who's watched the keepers? Jamie, how much have you watched? <clears throat> Two. Two episodes of the keepers. Mel and Jack, uh, you've both watched one. Is that correct? Just one, yeah. One episode, and I have watched the entire series. Now then, Jamie, have we got any other news to deal with before we get into what is going to be quite a heavy subject? Anything else? Any other business to deal with? 
Um, well, there's a new, there's there's some new content on Netflix. It's just come on Glow, starring Mark mm. Maron and Alison Brie, which we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks, I believe. Yes, we That's the plan. Oh, I have already watched every episode of Glow. Oh, me too. I'm so uh, mad. I'm not going to be here. Oh, I, yeah, we can't say anything. But no, no. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, it's exciting. The Game of Thrones returns in a month's time for. Uh, God, sort your Wi-Fi out. Just move house. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I've just, I've just moved. Move it's again. Mean, come on. Why have you moved there? It's like. Why listen, didn't you test the Wi-Fi like before you moved? It's like the frigging Middle Ages. What's going on? I don't, I don't know. It's not me. It's, it's <laughs> phone someone. Phone whoever it is. Richard Branson, Rupert Murdoch. Ring them. It's Rupert. Rupert. Rupert, give Rupert a ring if I can get through. Right. Um, so yeah, Game of Thrones is back next month. The new trailer, I'm going to pop that up on the website. It's a brilliant trailer. Gives nothing away, but teases so much for mm. season seven, the penultimate season of Game of Thrones. I uh, can't wait for that to come out. And uh, yeah, that's that's the main news at the moment. There's nothing else too huge going on in the world of TV. Okay, but seriously. Uh, if you can manage to watch one episode of Glow before we review it, which will be what next week? This time uh, next week? So the eighteenth. No. The eighteenth. Yeah, the eighteenth. Yeah. Um, so I mean, just do. It'd be an interesting one to see what Jack thinks of actually, because it's another one that's of an eighties style. And when we did Stranger Things, Jack, being born after the eighties, didn't it wasn't <laughs> as enamoured with it. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Let's get on to The Keepers. Netflix's latest docuseries tackles the unsolved murder of um, Kathy Sesnick, who was a nun in uh, Catholic high school uh, in Baltimore. She was a teacher, and she, dis- she disappeared November the 7th, 1969. If you think making a murderer and those kinds of series, that's very much what this sets itself up as being. Um, you're talking to a journalist who has been working on the case, if you like, for many years. And all of the, uh, the seven episodes, I think it's seven, isn't it? Um, all of the episodes are talking to lots of people related in some way to being in or around that high school, the night in question, but also the events, the town and the particularly the Catholic Church that surrounds it. Um, it's quite a gripping beginning, I would say. Let's find out from the people who've watched episode one. Mel. Yes. Is it gripping? It is gripping. I was a little miffed that I had to stop it for the first episode, but I promised I did. Well done. Well done. And how would you, uh, describe that beginning, that first episode for people who haven't seen it? It introduces a lot of suspicious characters. Um, it introduces a couple of women who are investigating former, they were students of Sister Kathy's, who are investigating this cold case. Um, I really like that dynamic. And watching them work is interesting, especially the one that they describe as the bulldog who is out there to get answers. Watching her interview people is um, 
I'm taking some notes. Of course, I'm sorry. For my own job. Yeah, I should have mentioned that there's kind of two retirement age ladies who Mm -hmm. have taken the case upon themselves as well and are really working very hard to find out what happened and they're fascinating characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I have a lot of suspicions and I'm I'm refraining from going to Wikipedia to look up (coughs) anything about this because i don't want to spoil it but i'm dying to know don't if they find anything by the end of this first season Mm. jack have you uh done any spoiling work on this on the internet or anything uh no i did think about it but i can give you a quick one word review for me here we go boring Oh my no! lord! <laughs> oh my god! How can and it also it, it's because nothing it took me up until the opening credits to work out if it was a drama or an actual documentary or not? If if what I was watching was just an act? Does that okay. and does that and kind of thing make you about in his attic? And that, that makes you very angry, does it? I can't work out what this is. I'll throw a paint can on the wall. <laughs> Look, the fourth it wall's was... painted. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was so heavily slow. The story, the, the actual um, crime itself is quite interesting, but the tell, Jesus Christ. There's about 15 minutes of one of the, the elderly, elderly lady saying, and uh, this is my Facebook page, and if I post this on here, then every and I'm sat there thinking, I've had Facebook since I was 14 years old. I know what happens if you post them on the bloody Facebook page. And she's there explaining it and saying, oh, and all these guys start private messaging me. Oh, Jesus Christ! Mm. It, it was a <laughs> slow hour for me, honestly. <laughs> well, your Wi-Fi is as bad as Jamie's, I must say, as well. Um, Oh, yeah, okay, okay, slow pace. Jamie, slow pace? Well, it's 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 interesting that uh, Mel says you don't want to know what happens. Uh, um, I do, that, but I don't. Uh, episode two, quite a lot. Well, yeah, yeah quite, quite a lot is introduced in episode two. Oh, my God, it, above. The... Can I just say, hosting this podcast tonight... <laughs> It's a, it's a little bit like having uh, trying to hold on to four rubber dinghies in a gale, and everyone who sat in those rubber dinghies are all pissed. It, it's hey, a sound, my Wi-Fi is fine. Mel sounds great. It's just got the usual slight delay to America and back. But Jamie, Jamie, carry carry on, carry on. I'm, I'm not I'm not on Wi-Fi. I'm just going to put Wi-Fi on. See if that's better. Oh, just uh, I, oh God. Let's try that. Can you hear me? Yeah, can we you can hear, hear me. You. Yeah, yeah. Hear me now. So, what were you trying to say? It, you, you don't. What are you saying? Mel doesn't <laughs> want to. It's page all over right. again, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> right. Let, let me cut back in. Let me cut back in. Now, now, now. Mel said mm. um, was trying to say about the the idea that she's one. You know, you, you don't want anything to be spoiled for you, and it's kind of weird because for me. I already know after two episodes that I, I, I kind of know what's going to come of this. Like I know because it's a real life documentary and it's in the same mold of making a murderer and, and many sort of podcast documentaries into sort of cases of, of mystery like this that I've listened to recently. And, uh, I kind of know, I, I'm guessing here, I've not, I've not watched it all, but I'm guessing that there's no conclusion to it. I'm guessing that we don't get the conclusion and the answers that we ultimately want. I feel like if I feel like I'm already disappointed in the ending. I already kind of feel like I'm going to be disappointed by this show, even though it's well done, 
it's a well-made documentary. I'm not motivated to finish it because I feel like I'm probably going to walk away feeling unsatisfied and angry because people probably got away with this. What a prick. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, how dare you judge the I mean this is the death of it's a true, nun. Though. A death of a nun and you have the cheek in the eyes of God <laughs> to stand here and say that you're not interested in finding out what happened to her because it's going to be a letdown. How about, how it be- is, though. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a letdown. I mean, we know this. I mean, I'm sorry about the nun. God God love her. I don't want to see a nun die. And what I really don't want to do is watch a nun's death be investigated with no conclusive evidence of anybody getting done over and imprisoned for her, for her death. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if I could go through that. So you've seen two episodes. Yeah. So, so I know all the other stuff as well. Yeah. Related to the... Okay, which so... Which is really, really sad as well. Look forward to that now. This... What? This documentary... What other? What are you talking about? Is yeah. there a, are you trying there's not to more, spoil me? There's some more plot stuff that is introduced by episode oh, two. she was pregnant. No. There was... Um, <laughs> if this documentary was called what this documentary is actually about you probably wouldn't watch it probably wouldn't have pressed play on it but after episode one this documentary takes a turn and does become about something else it's not quite a detective hunt in the it's not just a detective hunt and in that case jamie you are kind of wrong now i'm not suggesting that somebody gets locked up for this because mm. I, like you say about all these documentaries there kind of wouldn't be a documentary would there if unless the docu unless you have like in the jinx unless you have the moment where robert durst is burping into a microphone um but i think you you kind of do have that in this it's not as it's not as kind of flared and it's not as explosively lucky as as the Jinx documentary had, but it does, I think, that you are left with some definite opinions about things at the end of the series. Mm. And yeah. I have opinions now, so... Do you? So do I. Oh, really? Well, let's find oh, out. Oh, really? Yeah, go on. Actually, I'm not sure where we stand legally when it comes to a real documentary. If you two are about to name who you think did it... Um, I don't. I'd like to hear. It. Who cares? <laughs> tell me. Well, probably, <laughs> probably the person they're talking about. I would imagine. If they go after every person who has an opinion about who yeah, did it, exactly. Which they, I'm assuming, by the way, that you're talking, that we don't know by the end of the this um, set of episodes. All right. Well, if as long as you preface your opinion with "I am personally responsible for this" and not the person who uploaded no. the podcast, that's fine by me. <laughs> How Paul told me to say. <laughs> Yeah. I think. <laughs> go on, go on, tuck in, Mel. What do you think? So, it? well, I okay. This is purely based on the opening credits and the fact that they only show the nun's face and then that one schoolgirl and then the priest. Those are the only close-ups of the of photos that they they really give us, Ooh. like standalones. Okay. So I'm guessing that the schoolgirl was Jane Doe, and the priest is the guy who did it. Okay. Well. Jack, what are you are you thinking the same? You don't know. You. I was I was thinking more um, the police officer that 
the is it oh, police yeah. officer uh, the one that takes that, them who the takes them drive. yeah to the well, where they found bodies yeah yeah and she kind of goes in on him a little bit and he he sat there in his seat squirming answering yeah. all of her questions and the, the, there's a lot of talk about um you know they say things like oh it's not the murder itself that's the crime it's the cover-up that's the crime and that kind of mm. makes me think oh maybe you know it, it it's more corrupt than it initially seems. This um, is a documentary about the, about what is being covered up in that world. That's what this is about. Okay. That makes sense. And um, and there are certainly if you've got a problem with pace in episode one, Jack, you're going to have a problem with pace in this series. Um, I mean, it's a bit we were chatting about the Handmaid's Tale around pace a lot last week, and uh, the the. the yeah, you could say that a sort of similar thing. It is a, it's a knowingly, steadily paced thing, and I think when you see more of it, you'll see why it's steadily paced, because you get some interviews with people and you get details about things which really deserve to be heard and aren't very comfortable uh, in the listening, but are really powerful and. Um, and by the end of the series, it really kind of makes you think about a lot of things. This is what I was hoping we could do tonight. I thought there might be somebody else who's watched the whole thing and I was going to do a spoiler split halfway through the, the episode. But we will see. It, it becomes something so different from what you think it is that we're definitely going to have to return and talk about it. And I would say that that's the number one reason to carry on, really, is to say, you know, it's... it's um, yeah, it just takes such a a dog leg, and you're you're on that dog leg now, Jamie. I think. Yeah, it's not a dog leg. I'm particularly enjoying either. It's a very depressing, withered dog, <laughs> uh, and and it's and it's not an enjoyable dog to be um, spending much time staring at. So, I mean, you know, that's the hard thing. Like episode two is very heavy. In fact. It's extremely heavy. Mm. Like it gets intense, mm. and it was like we watched it. We watched the first one, and we were like, "Oh, we're gonna watch the second one." And we watched the second one. We were like, "I don't know if I can watch the third one for a while now." Yeah, <laughs> really? Bad, wow. Yeah. But that doesn't mean yeah. that you think it's bad TV. Oh God, no! It's not bad. It's not. I mean, I'm surprised. That, did you like making the murderer um, at all, um, um, Jack? Well, Jack. <laughs> Jack. Well, I, I. I liked making a murder. Yeah, it wasn't uh, my favourite thing to watch, but I thought it had more um, pizzazz about it and more of a. <laughs> more that, um, it, it was just generally. It was just. It was just better making a murder. I don't think the story necessarily wasn't as good as this. It is the story that interests me in this. But I suppose the, the pace is quite similar, though. I thought the pace... Yeah, I, I remember making a murder being a lot better, probably, than it was, to be honest. Um, I found the same with the Jinx. I remember the Jinx, six episodes long, I think I watched episode one, two, three, and then just went straight to episode six. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Obviously, I always have this difficulty talking about um, real crime stuff on the podcast. It always feels a bit odd, especially when we start going, it's not got much pizzazz. Um, but 
but it is kind of I understand what you're saying completely you see what making a murderer has as a story is a great deal of action so in the first episode of making a murderer he's actually been to prison once and been set free and been arrested again so there's like a lot of source material if you like to get through in that first episode Mm -hmm. this is different from that and um it's this is a this is a potentially just like in making a murderer i mean did you get did you get pleasure in making a murderer from the feeling that you're watching a documentary that's bringing to light corruption uh yeah to an extent i feel like it went off a little bit towards the end from what i feel like they took they bit off more than they could chew with the 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 young lad is it brendan brendan dassey yeah that just kind of dragged on a little bit for me at the end um but the actual the main the main guy i can't remember his name now that interested me in the way that the police had covered things up and yeah yeah potentially planted evidence that was interesting that's what made me want to carry on okay well this is this is about a cover-up so Whilst the episode Jamie's watched is the heaviest that, that he'll watch in the series, so I'll say that. Episode 2 is going to suddenly smack you round the face. It's not going to feel slow. It's going to feel, holy shit, what have we just... Oh, oh my God. Right? Um, and then you're going to get more and more into the frustrations of power covering things up or controlling people and i think it becomes such it becomes something that everybody who's ever visited a catholic church should watch every everyone who's ever put a pound in a or a dollar in a donation box in a in a catholic church should watch it not because i'm saying they shouldn't put a pound in the donation box just because i think they should demand that their money is well spent if they if they do um it it's it's one of the most brave and uh, exposing documentaries that I think I've ever seen. And yet, wow. it's it's still, you will not get away from the fact, Jack, that you will go, oh, it could be a bit quicker, this. It could be a bit quicker. <laughs> um, but it's phenomenal. I mean, we, we watched them pretty much back to back, and there did come a point where it was like... Uh, Especially after that episode two, Jamie, where we were like, "Yeah, whoa, this is heavy. Let's let's just keep going and like get completely miserable and get it past us, kind of thing." Um, <laughs> but there are absolutely um, lots of kind of moments, and I think that you will end up with a very clear idea, not just about who did the murder, but I think you'll end up with a clear idea about what went on and the kinds of things that go on around the world, actually. Uh, I think it's really, yeah, it's really exposing and interesting like that. But I do, th- I, I do think this is a fascinating one because it kind of does set itself up. What you guys have seen so far, it really does set itself up as uh, making a murderer and then becomes something really disturbing. I think. Wow. Yeah, it, it definitely take it definitely takes a turn in another direction that's also dark. But maybe, and I think because the direction it, it turns in is is just very harrowing, and in a lot of ways, it, it, it's just such a heavy material. It's hard to continue, and and I, and I just feel like 
because it's real life, real life things don't get resolved in a seven episode series usually. And you know that these women are still investigating. And, and the women are really captivating. Like the two nuns who are trying to investigate this murder. They're not nuns. Really like, ex, were they not ex-nuns? No. no, they're students. They were students. Oh, students. They're great. You know, they're, they're, they're like brilliant uh, protagonists sort of taking the story forward. It's just that I'm going <laughs> well, to carry on. I just, I need to, I need to just be ready for some heavy, some heavy shit to follow again. And that's, that's a hard, and it's also knowing that like, I don't think the the bad people are going to get caught here. And I, I'm, I'm kind of sick of that at the moment. I've got, I've got, I've got fatigue for justice not being served at the moment. That must be really hard for you. <laughs> it is Howard. This is kind of this is kind of as the non-victim. That yeah, must be tough for you. Must be horrible. It is. If only you could bury your head in the sand and not pay any attention to any of this, wouldn't that be That's better? What I'm thinking of doing. Yeah, which is kind of my point um, with Jack. You know, Jack, the voice of ignorant youth, uh, wandering in here and. <laughs> He wants it to be an exciting movie. He couldn't even work out whether it was a movie or not. And I think this is one of the issues with these documentaries is they have to both hold us and be excellent storytelling. But they also are dealing with real subjects. And one of the things that I felt uncomfortable with with making a murderer that that I thought Serial dealt with much better um, was a real sense of the pain caused to the victims involved. So, you know, when you watch Making a Murderer and and the victim's family spoke, they almost became the villains of the piece, didn't they? Because they were so brainwashed in our, in our eyes. They were so brainwashed by the police mm. sergeant that you're going, how can you stand up there and defend this... Ooh, that was nice. Uh, oh, sorry. How can you stand there and defend this um, prosecutor, Yeah. And we're all like, are oh, you dick about the girl who died's brother? And in a way, there's a responsibility. Okay, so the program has to grab us in with an intriguing beginning and everything. But then when you hear what you hear in episode two, when you have an actual real person tell you something that's real and horrible, I think that's partly why I really, really like this series, because it made me wake up to the fact that this is a serious, horrible subject matter that all of us should not be treating as popcorn entertainment, you know? There's like a responsibility for you to carry on with it after episode two, Jamie. Yeah, but I, I mean... I'm so intrigued now. I, I, I Yes, I, this must be really <laughs> tantalising for you two. I mean, I I don't feel like I'm treating it... I don't treat it like a popcorn... I don't, I'm not treating it like it's got to be entertain, you know, basic entertainment like you get on a normal Netflix show. I'm just sort of, I've I, I've done, I've watched a lot of documentaries similar to this, mm. and I've watched movies that are similar to this. I can't mention them because it might spoil stuff. And uh, I, I and I've, this kind of theme, this plot, this issue that it highlights, I've watched a lot of material about this, and I find it really sad that in a lot of the cases there's not a lot of justice that comes from it yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's, i'm it's not saying that... you're a bad person i'm just saying by the nature <laughs> of us putting these things on 
it's almost like let, let's just say we're, we're dealing with two different types of crime in this documentary and you, it's almost like you have bought your ticket at the beginning for one type of crime and then it becomes as well about another type of crime and you go oh well in which case I've got compassion fatigue for this <laughs> and he's like I'm not saying you're a bad person I'm saying sounds, sounds like feels like you are Howell. <laughs> maybe no, maybe I'm saying you you and uh, we're all the same with this. It's just like um, there's just there's a whole argument about whether compassion fatigue is something that we should ever give into. You know, when another bomb goes off after the Manchester one, and we all pay less attention to it. You know, that's I'm not saying there's a right or wrong with that. I just think we are by nature when we put on our tv we are looking for entertainment and or something that interests us and educates us perhaps um and and what this one does better than making a murderer is give us something really real which is quite uncomfortable but i'm quite i'm quite glad that they do and i think that the people who are involved with it the people who talk are hugely brave for doing so and we kind of owe it to them to watch the rest of it you know yeah yeah i do get that it is just the case of i've seen a lot of materials like similar to this certainly similar to the episode two um and it's just um it's very it's very sad and and i am willing to continue i just need a run-up and i also feel like i'm going to just come away angry from it as well a lot like you know, I imagine it, it, there's no other way to feel about this stuff. But it is, it's worth, you know, I'm going to continue with it. I'm just, I think it, it will. is going to be hard. I think everyone's going to walk away from it angry. I think that's definitely the case. But I think there's a difference between this and making a murderer, which will be interesting to see if you agree with when you've finished, which is um, with making a murderer, um, you kind of get the feeling if you'd have watched that at any point in the last five years, nothing much will have changed uh, in terms of the system. Uh, there's there's not much that can be changed. Maybe Obama can put a bit of pressure on this governor and maybe Brendan might get released or whatever. But generally it's kind of, you know, not going to change much. This The Keepers is really new. It's only been out a month or two. And there are some characters directly involved with it who you think this is not about a political system this is about corruption in a different form and it's going to it's going to cause shockwaves something something will happen as a result of this documentary growing in popularity and i think that those women you you end it and you think you know unlike making a murderer i think you end this and you think our heroes are going to get some justice as a result of this and but it's going to take all of us to sort of get involved a bit and back them up and stuff, you know. There's a, in that well, sense, I think, there's a bit more hope. Well, I think the thing we make making the murderers is there is sort of like uh, there is some uh, justice getting made from 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 the um, the groundswell, isn't there? Because I think there's a real. Is Brendan Dassey been released? I think he was. I think he yeah, has. Yeah, he was being. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and, and I think that yeah, the idea that you know enough people pay attention to this but i think that the topic in episode two sorry people <laughs> watched it again but the, the the topic in episode two is a a largely covered topic by a lot of different you know a lot of different uh, me, mediums have covered it in film and in other documentaries i've covered this topic in great detail 
and investigated it. It's I don't not think it has. I think, you've, I think you're wrong there. I, think, I mean, I think there's been a lot, but I don't think anything compared to murder. Like, I can name maybe three documentaries. Well, I'm not talking about the murder. I'm talking about... I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Compared to the number of things that we've seen in drama or documentaries about murder, this subject is not largely watched by people because it's so uncomfortable. I don't know. I've, I've watched a lot of stuff about this particular subject in, in this particular theme as well, like this systematic what's going on. I, I've watched mm. a lot of stuff about this, and I think that it's an area that's been covered a lot, but I'm not saying it shouldn't be covered because of that. I'm just saying that it's a material that, you know, that there's a lot. I think there's a lot of outrage that has been caused already over the last 10 years by this particular topic. But well, anyway. let me ask you what you, what do you think the title's about then? Why are you English oh, called yeah, the keepers? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. Ooh. Any ideas from uh, uh, Lancaster or Kansas? The keepers, I, I think the keepers that's of the secrets, reason. right? That's right. The keepers of secrets. What were you going to say? I think that's the reason why I thought it was going to be a drama. For some reason, I thought it was going to be some kind of horror, poltergeist, mm. uh, insidious kind of thing. And when I saw that it was um, it was being recorded by a, a handheld camera, that's when I thought, oh, for Christ's sake, you know, <laughs> what am I watching now? Well, the, 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 the cover art doesn't do it any favours in that sense, I don't think. It does no, look yeah, like a poltergeist yeah, exactly. cover art. Yeah. yeah, and that's initially what did... It put me in a bad mood thinking, I've now got to sit and watch an hour of this. And then these two women popped up and started telling me about <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I wasn't in the, in the right mindset to watch it. I think I will watch episode two, but... I feel like I need a, a run-up just to episode two, so God knows how I'm going to feel after episode two. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll be fascinated to hear what you what are your thoughts after episode two. I think that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I, and in a way, I think it's hard for you two to judge at the moment because, in a way, the first two episodes are almost like one episode in mm. that that gives the whole picture of what they're investigating, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Is it Howell or...? Yeah, it does. I mean, there's um, there's lots of kind of uh, surprises and new characters and stuff that come along later. But yes, yeah, it's actually one of those shows that it, you can't you can't even really judge after one episode. And um, really well made though. The guy who made it isn't hasn't really got a voice in it. You hear him a couple of times towards the end, but you've probably noticed there's no narrator. It's very well put together. I think uh, good good documentary filmmaking but certainly um again again one of those things that the new world of tv people are really being allowed to make things the length that they want and i don't necessarily think that that's the, the right thing every time it's like okay cut cut a bit more there's music throughout almost all of it there's kind of a score that plays throughout the whole thing but they're they're criticisms that um I, are worth ignoring. I just, I think it's uh, phenomenal. Um, what? Sh- uh, is there anything else we can talk about with that? I mean, Mel, you must have figured out what the subject is that gets raised. Yeah, I think so. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, have you? You're a bit stupid, Jack. Yeah, no, absolutely no idea. Right. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm guessing having watched Spotlight is. Yes. Understand some things. Yeah. 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 
Have you watched Spotlight, Jack? No. Okay. Why not? Oh, you know what? <laughs> what? Is I it a s- film? It is a what? Of course, it's a film. Great film, Oscar-winning film. Last uh, year, Michael Keaton, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams. List of names. But you know what else? <laughs> it is a bunch of writers. It's investigative journalism again. Yes, I think it is. I Jack Bias. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jack doesn't like the real world too much yet because he doesn't understand it. Yeah, it's investigating journalism, it's very difficult to turn that into something visually compelling. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a writer. I'm not a I'm not an investigative journalist, but I am a journalist and it's not something that people want to sit and watch all day, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, um no, there's not a lot of a journalist in episode two. It's, um, yeah. Okay. Um, maybe we should draw a line now and maybe we should discuss what happens in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, do you, would you two rather watch it though than. than I'm, I'm have ready a to hear it. I'm ready to hear it. Uh, yeah, because re- I'm definitely realistically. I am 100% watching and I pretty much spoiled it already. I but. think that once I think once we once we say what Mel knows already, I think Mel is likely to carry on. Jack is less likely to carry on watching it. But <laughs> let's give it a go. If you if you are not interested in hearing what happens in episode two, turn off now. Reach for your device. Press pause. Go back and listen to an episode of this where we perhaps talked about um Wayward Pines. Goodbye. So Episode two, Jack. So, um, what do you know about the Catholic Church and its wrongdoings? Ah, oh, I think I might have just figured it out. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, Sherlock. Well, well, and the rosary bead drops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it makes more sense now you put it like that. So they've made they've made it clear, haven't they? Even though you weren't really watching it, you were on your phone clearly uh, in episode one. Um, <laughs> they they have said to catch you up that this is much about the cover up, and it's at a Catholic high school. So mm-hmm. what the nun knew, kind of thing, right? And um, we know that there's been probably billions of cases of child abuse in the Catholic Church um, covered up and uh, performed by priests, mostly, I would imagine. Um, well, that's potentially what she knew about. That's what we're getting into in episode two. So what was happening at that school in the 1960s, mm. 70s? Um, and in episode two, you meet an ex-student, an ex-pupil who's never spoken on camera before about um, a particular one of the head priests in the school. And she talks at great length about what that priest made her do. Yeah. And the, and the woman who, who does this, the, she's amazing. Like the way she's how she's able to tell this story is incredible like she's just so brave and so and it's so like compelling and so horrific to hear from her first-hand account of exactly what she went through it's it's just it's it's just totally shocking even though you kind of know what's coming to an extent just hearing her talk about her experiences and then more women 
come forward with the, you know, you hear sort of abuses that they suffered at the hands of this particular priest and another one. Those two of them. <clears throat> yeah, and and the, and like you say, the the way that they speak, the way that she speaks about it, is like yeah, um, f- both fascinating jamie's covered the bravery and all that on a personal level it's amazing but as as an interview but again because the director's voice isn't involved you are just looking into the eyes of this woman who is telling you things that happened to her and it's amazing like it's really unique i haven't seen that in a documentary before i've seen lots of documentaries about the subject like you say jamie I don't think I've yeah. seen a victim sit and just talk about the horrible yeah, things that you, were done to them. You never hear from the victims, usually because they're so young, or they were so young that they can't really articulate it. Yeah, they don't, they don't remember it well. You know, this the, was so traumatic. Yeah, but in uh, this case, it's teenager, right? Yeah, she was teenager, but but part of the story in this is about court cases and how people remember things and when they remember them and statutes of limitations. Do you know what a statute of limitation, limitations is, Jack? No, fill me in. Let's say you committed a crime when you were four. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, stole someone's paint, red paint, right? Um, <laughs> if you then got found out to have stolen that paint when you were 21, it might be that the statute of limitations on theft is seven years and you couldn't then be convicted for that crime at the age that you're at now. Oh, okay. So no matter how hard you try and paint over that red paint, there's no need because you can't be arrested for it, right? Um, Okay. So there's all sorts of things to do with child abuse that is related to that. Um, And and if you add those things, don't replace the murder of Kathy with those things. If you just add those things to the pot of what is going to unfold in a very conversational interview led sort of documentary that's that's what you're dealing with for the rest of this uh series i think mm. and it's uh like i said at the beginning if 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 this said if i said hey everyone we're going to um next week on the podcast we're going to review a documentary called sexual abuse in the catholic church i don't think many people would have turned up to review this today i don't think i you're would have ever not. watched it um, I don't think Jamie would have picked it up and watched it. And so in a way, this compassion fatigue stuff, and Jamie's obviously watched more of child abuse than we have, but, sorry, on the subjects of child abuse than we have. But, yeah, get um, it, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but maybe that I, that, that's partly why I'm really glad they began with Kathy Sesnick's death, because it did take me into a subject, which if I'm being 100% honest, I would never have pressed play on. Um, and it made me press play on it, and I'm really glad it did, because I always knew there was kind of cover-ups and stuff, but when you begin to see the system at work, not the political system, but, well, partly the political system, but how it interacts with the with the church system, it's really eye-opening stuff. Um, yeah. More likely or less likely to carry on now, Jack? Um... Probably a little bit more likely, mm. but I still feel like I need to take a bit more of a run-up 
to episode two. What is this run-up di- thing? Why do you keep talking about a run-up? It's a great saying. Yeah. Great phrase. What does that mean? Because episode one was so bloody boring. That's why. <laughs> well, all you have <laughs> I'm to... going to be completely honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, just finish this podcast and press play on episode two. Turn your phone off. Turn the volume up. Just get in. You know, you've got to join the pace. Join the pace. See what happens. Does the other... The, the, the second murder from the first episode, does that play a part in episode two? Or is that kind of... Because I, I didn't really understand at the time why they brought that in, unless it was going to play a big part in the nun's death. It's all going to... We're, we're making a murderer held your hand. The documentary makers held your hand really clearly through everything. Um, this doesn't do that as much. It all comes back. It all comes in and out of each other. Um, so that you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on and, and putting the pieces together. Um, it's not pretentious in that way. By the time you get to the end, I think you'll have a clear idea of what you think mm. happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah, all, all of that stays. You're right, they've not brought anything up that isn't relevant. Um, okay. There's still questions. Hmm. What about you, Mel? Are you going to... You're gonna watch episode two now. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm trying to put things together, and mm. after one episode, I'm trying to make speculations that are probably going to be turned on their head. Yeah, but, it's, but it's... no, this is the kind of thing that I, I really, when I have the time for it and when it's compelling, I enjoy quite a bit. So yeah, well, it's definitely compelling, and you know, it's the secret of any heavy subject or any specialist subject is to unlock it with something else, isn't it? Um, and and that's what this does. But it certainly doesn't all of a sudden... You, you don't all of a sudden go, oh, I've been sold... I've been sold a bum deal here. Um, it does come No, back, because, I mean... It's quite you know, striking. I definitely had suspicions before I even started that it would involve some form of abuse... Yeah, so I was aware that I was aware that was probably going to be part of the the plot line. One of the things that uh, I was referencing as well when I was trying to talk about what else we might, what else I've watched similar not that long ago was there's an Alex Gibney documentary uh, about uh, abuse in the Catholic Church, and that that's actually told from the the true the true story of four four young uh, deaf men who were were abused by a priest, and and that story of them trying to get justice, and so. You know, I've seen kind of a similar journey, I imagine, to the one that I'm going to follow quite recently. So it, mm. it, it wasn't that I was ever never going to watch it again or finish it, but I didn't feel the urge to go straight back into this subject matter. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. it's on Netflix. I'm glad it's on a massive platform because of what it is. But, um, I mean, I'll just say this now. Don't try and figure out what this means because you won't. Um there is a moment in this uh, that, I'll, that I'll just say the boat. So if anyone is listening to this who've watched it all, a boat is mentioned. Don't try and work this out. It's not abuse that happens on a boat or anything like that. It's not going to make any sense of you to you. But there's just a sentence that happens later on, something to do with the boat. And uh, that's when you really go, what the fuck have the Catholic well, Church been doing all these years, like shall I, tell the, shall I tell you the thing that I suspect a little bit? Uh, just back to the murder side of things, mm. and we were talking about who's who you suspect. I kind of suspected the boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend, a little bit. He was the first um, person that they showed in the documentary. He was the first person, apart from the journalist, who they spoke to, 
And I instantly right. thought, like you, I instantly thought, I bet he's a suspect. Mm. Yeah, the, I the, did. The nun's boyfriend? Yeah, the other he was a priest as well, wasn't he? The one who proposed to her. We haven't got to that part yet. Yeah, you have. Haven't you? Oh, episode think, one. I don't think we haven't, no. Oh, okay. Well, I had my suspicions. <laughs> Forget that. The friend, <laughs> they, they became very good friends. That, that guy? Yeah, that guy. That guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought yeah. so. Well, he's it got... seemed awfully odd that he was like, yes, let me come right over at, you know, midnight to yeah. figure out what happened to her. Yeah, so. there are... I mean, it's it's just a really well-titled show, this, because there are so many characters that you haven't met yet in so many walks of the, of this thing that every single person involved has kept a secret of some kind. It's not just about um, abuse. It's it could be about anything. It could be about something that their uncle said to them once, which suddenly um, implicates that person in her death or whatever. It's like it. The the overwhelming thing of this documentary by the end is really going. Look what happens when we keep secrets. Like don't mm-hmm. keep secrets. Just don't do it. Just get it all out there. You know. Within reason, Jack. Whatever those stains are on your wall, keep it. <laughs> um, but it's it's really well titled documentary. It's really good. It's really good about all that. Um, and this woman is just amazing. The one who speaks, who you're about to see speaking, is just mm. yeah. She is like yeah. She's fascinating to listen to. Amazing. And she tells it you in an adult way. You 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 don't sit oh, there yeah. and vomit. Um, no. And you don't sit there and cry in a way. It's kind of just... you. There is... How anybody ever could not have believed her is beyond... You know, it's beyond any doubt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's really... And it's also... She's really good at uh, explaining how you allow this abuse to happen to yourself. Like how... And how they control you and, and how... You, you know, you just assume that where well, you would tell someone you wouldn't go back there, and she she's very good at portraying, you know, putting across her mindset at that particular point in her life, and and how they psychologically how they controlled these girls, and uh, it's really, yeah, it is, it is, it is very gripping, and I'm definitely, uh, it's one of the, you know, it's a really well made documentary, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm definitely sort of fascinated by how how it is going to go. I just know that I'm going to probably be very frustrated by the process by the end of it. I think you'd be frustrated by everyone because I'm amazed about what you've just said having only watched episode two because actually in in terms of this woman as well there are times in this documentary when you kind of shout at her um, for blaming herself or whatever the power of the power of the church on every single level to make the victims feel more and more like liars or like the guilty party is just just amazing. I mean, I'm so glad I watched it because any any doubts in my mind about kind of um, cover-ups and how they work and how sexual abuse works, really, like any of that stuff is just... Um, it's made me uh, again because someone's looking in my eyes and talking about it because it's been done in this way in this sort of first person style 
I think it's going to raise the awareness of lots of people of what abuse means and how it works and how how you should stand up for it against it. Sorry. You know. What surprises me is it hasn't actually had much um, publicity. And yeah, I've, I've heard was... of a few people about it now. So yeah. I was going to ask about that because earlier you were talking about you know any any action being taken over this mm. and i remember after i haven't watched making a murderer but i remember afterward there was a huge public at least here in the u.s mm. there was a lot of publicity about it and you know um updates on the guy being retried and you know all this evidence same with serial yeah i just wonder how long and i've not heard about anything for this well course, this we've is got other things that were focused on this has only been out like a month though hasn't it like a month and a couple of weeks or something so So i imagine yeah it needs to reach a critical mass i would imagine before the news networks pick Mm -hmm. it up but as soon as somebody does um well we're about to go into a uh, a recess for um congress right and they've just just now delayed uh voting on the senate health care bill thank god Oh, have they? Because they don't, they don't have the votes. So they've, they've shelved it until after the July 4th recess. So maybe it'll be slow news and um, the news networks will decide that they need to focus on um, child abuse scandals in the Catholic Church again. Maybe. Maybe. We just yeah. – but the, the thing is you were talking about compassion fatigue. We just went through that when Spotlight was having its awards run a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. So yeah. – I, I, you know, it, they might just be like, oh, here's another one. I think it's so fascinating, though, with Spotlight. It's um, it's the cover-up happened a long time ago, right? It's mm-hmm. set in the past. This mm-hmm. is not set in the past. The further into this documentary you get, it's not set in the past. So oh, that's okay. what makes so, so it. The cover-up still, the cover-up is taking place while the documentary's being made, then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. it's it's still you know the the people involved, apart from some key people, the the people involved, the the investigation is hap- is still going on, and you get the feeling at the end of this that the documentary makers have really helped the, the detectives actually. Good. Oh. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm fascinated, and I definitely want to discuss it once I've finished it. Mm. However, I have to interview somebody in three minutes. Right. Well, it's time to go anyway. I feel like it's been a bit of a heavy, a slightly boring one tonight, and I'd like to blame that one on Jack entirely. Um, (laughs) So join us again next week. Um, Jack, I want to know what you think of episode two when you've watched it. Um, Okay. So next week is what? Again, what are we doing next week? Week off next week. Week off. A week off next week, so we've ended on a damp squib. Um, you, we, are we having the week off because you yeah. guys are celebrating American independence from Great Britain? I would like to say that that's why. The truth is I am spending the night recording an exciting adventure comedy musical that I've been writing for two years. So that's what I'll be doing. Leg? No, it's happening. Wow. How oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It, the, there's a potential that it has to be cancelled last minute, so we might end up doing a podcast, but watch this <laughs> space. Um, so, yes, and after that, we'll be back with Glow. Is this correct? Glow. New Fargo. New Fargo after that. So watch the first episode of that. You and McGregor starring in it twice. 
You'll see what I mean. And we've got um, Glow after that. And then we're going to do Vikings with Ray, who is the listener who emailed us and said that we should do Vikings. So we're going to lay the gauntlet down at Ray's feet. Yes. Bring it, Ray. Bring it. Bring it. And Mel is going to miss a couple of those because she's going to be on flights to and from Comic-Con. Yes. Glow and Vikings both. I do have someone that I'd like to pitch you for Vikings, but um, her travel schedule may be the same as mine. Mel, if you get Wi-Fi on the plane, get your Skype on your phone and get on the podcast. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That could be very interesting indeed. I'll see what I can do. It'd be like Jack with the ducks. In fact, it'll probably beat Jack and the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anything can beat Jack with the ducks. No. Okay, guys, I have to sign off. I've got to go call. Goodbye. 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 Thanks, Bye. See you later. Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Go, Jack. Everyone else is gone. I'm, I'm going to share something with you. Halfway through that podcast, I accidentally made a little bottom burp. (laughs) And so if anyone's listening to this who think they heard one, it's true. Uh, And I didn't admit it. Accidentally? Well, how much is it ever accidental? Yeah. You just thought you could get away with it. I thought I had no choice. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.